Hello and welcome to a bit of a different type of episode that we're going to try out here and what will potentially become a regular series that I'm going to try to do each month. Um, and this episode is basically for me to recommend different and unknown types of movies that I've been watching throughout the month that, you know, maybe you haven't heard of, maybe aren't as well known because they're not like the big blockbusters that come out each month. Um, some of these, uh, hopefully will be stuff that has been kind of just come out in theaters or just been released on Netflix, but I'm also going to touch on some older movies that I may have just recently seen. Uh, an example in, uh, this month, I'm going to be talking about a movie that came out in 1984, uh, that I've been looking forward to for a long time, but only recently got a chance to talk about. So, um, obviously not going to be recommendations for everybody, but I'm not just going to touch on one type of movie or stuff that specifically appeals to me. Uh, but hopefully I'll be able to uh, recommend various types of movies to various different types of people. Uh, so that's my goal here, and we'll see how that works out. Um, in this first episode here, I'm going to be talking about three movies that I recently watched. Uh, one being Dragged Across, Dragged Across Concrete, uh, directed by S. Craig Zoller. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Eight Diagram Pull Fighter, which was the aforementioned 1984 kung fu film that I recently watched. Um, and then I'm going to also talk about Reign of the Superman, uh, which is the latest of the DC animated universe. Uh, so hopefully a bit of a variety for you there. And I'll, I'll let you know why I recommended these and specifically who I recommend these movies to. Um, so the first movie, uh, Dragged Across Concrete, which I will hopefully learn to say correctly eventually, um, is a movie that comes to us from a director called S. Craig Zoller, uh, who has been on my radar for the last couple of years uh, with a couple movies, first being Bone Tomahawk, uh, which I really just watched off of kind of a, a random recommendation. Uh, it's a really good Western film and has probably one of the goriest death scenes I've ever seen in my life, which I'm not a very squeamish person, but that movie made me squeamish. Um, and then he followed that up with a lovely movie called uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99, uh, which introduced us to the boxer version of Vince Vaughn. Um, it became kind of apparent for his first two movies that he was going to specialize in long, drawn-out tension and way-over-the-top violence. Um, so I didn't really know a whole lot about Greg Dacoff's Concrete going into it other than that. I really like this director and I want to watch more of his stuff because uh, not only does that type of movie kind of usually appeal to me, but also um, just really well made. And I think a filmmaker that really knows how to take his time with tension uh, and suspense and kind of makes a, an old school type of movie, uh, which I appreciate. Um, so specifically in this movie, uh, this stars Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn. Uh, I had mentioned before Vince Vaughn was in Brawl in Cell Block 99, uh, where he played, and apparently Vince Vaughn was a boxer back in the day. He's six foot six. He's a really big guy. And he kind of showed off some of his action skills in, uh, in Brawl in Cell Block 99, but not the jumping off of buildings, uh, driving fast cars type thing. It was more of just like a, I'm going to stand in a hallway and, and fist fight somebody type action star. So I appreciated that. It wasn't, it was a side of Vince Vaughn I hadn't seen before, but now that I've seen it in this movie and in Brawl and Cell Block 99, I think, I'm, think I'm, I'm asking myself, why haven't we been seeing this the whole time? Uh, he perfectly fits that type of role. Um, so going back to the movie, um, it's about Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn, who I wouldn't necessarily say are dirty cops, but 
they're kind of more of the old school cop of uh, they're going to use whatever they can do uh, to try to get the job done. And if that means using a little bit of extra force, that's kind of who they are and the type of cop that they are. Um, so not spe- it's not like a bad lieutenant type thing where it's specifically dirty, um, but they do get into a bit of trouble early on in the story with, uh, and there's a bit of commentary with all the police violence that goes on these days uh, by having our protagonist get into some trouble uh, with somebody filming them one day on what they kind of assumed was the correct amount of force to use, but you know public uh, would deem otherwise. Um, I had mentioned before that S. Craig Zoller kind of used a lot of over-the-top violence in the movies, but uh, I, I think it's used sparingly in this movie, but also very specifically and very, uh, like there's a lot, of, there's a big moment around it whenever there's violence. It's not just like crazy over-the-top violence for two hours. Um, this movie is actually two hours and 40 minutes. So really drawn out plot, which I appreciated. And then that accented by violence when appropriate. Um, I'll kind of exemplify this by one scene. Um, I'll spoil a little bit of this, but it doesn't spoil too much of the movie. Um, Jennifer Carpenter, who was in the Dexter TV series and was actually in Brawl and Cellbook 99 as well. Uh, she has a character who was brought in, in the middle of the movie, uh, hadn't seen her before isn't connected to anyone else uh but basically she's a new mother who is struggling to figure out how to go back to work after she's just had a newborn uh ending her maternity leave and going back into the workforce um basically we get this nice kind of drawn out five minute scene where she's uh talking to her husband and like trying to figure out how to get to work and really overcoming that um and then basically she gets to work at the bank where she works at and gets her fingers and head blown off immediately by the bank robbers. And I can just imagine an editor being in the room saying, okay, this movie's two hours and 40 minutes. We need to cut something. Why do we have five minutes of a character leading up that goes absolutely nowhere? Um, but I very much appreciate uh, that type of like character development in a movie where, uh, I mean, this could have very easily have been a very standard by the books, dirty cop type movie but he finds a way to kind of weave in these different things about the characters and like this depth of the the society that it's not black and white. It's a little bit more gray. Um, so don't want to say too much more than that, because I think one of the things I really liked about this movie was the plot doesn't necessarily go where you think it's going to go. It's going to go wherever it really wants and whatever feels best for the characters. Um, and again, at a really long two hour and 40 minute runtime, um, it kind of goes a, a few different places. So I would definitely recommend this movie. This was my diamond in the rough for 2019 so far. Uh, it's my favorite movie of the year. Uh, anyone who loves those old school cop movies like Lethal Weapon, um, Bad Lieutenant I mentioned, even like um, the French Connection type movie, um, I think you would really like this movie. Um, definitely should check it out. It disappeared, didn't really show up anywhere in theaters. Um, but again, one of my favorite movies of the year so far as Craig Zoller, in my opinion, three for three in his career so far. Um, really looking forward to seeing what he does next. Uh, next movie I'm going to talk about is the eight diagram pole fighter. Uh, so I had mentioned before this movie came out in 1984. Uh, it's a Kung Fu movie. And if you think about some of those old kung fu movies where it has the really bad English dubbing 
and then on every swipe or every punch there's an exaggerated sound effect uh, this is exactly that type of movie uh, why did I go see it as, as a film buff I think I, I go on I do my research of you know top 10 lists of whatever and so I, I occasionally read some of those um, and I noticed this movie coming up a lot when I started looking at lists of like top 10 fighting movies top 10 kung fu movies top 10 action scenes so all I really knew about this movie was really good fight scenes and that's it I knew absolutely nothing else um, so it's probably been about eight years that I've been trying to find a copy of this unsuccessfully um, because I've been kind of scouring the internet and whatever other sources I can and looking at theaters that might play this and I've never been able to find a copy of it never been able to find this movie and then out of nowhere I see that it's playing at TIFF theater in my local city um, and so I'm thinking like I saw this like three months before the movie was actually playing and I marked it on my calendar saying like I need to take this opportunity to go see this movie um, even though I know very little about it so I get there at the theater about 20 minutes early as I usually do and the the screen or the whole theater is filled with kung fu fans and on the screen there is just movie or trailer after trailer of kung fu movie trailers for this specifically this one production company called the Shaw Brothers. Um, and again, all bad, cheesy, dubbed English, all over-exaggerated uh, sound effects for 20 minutes of just all these trailers going back to back. And like the, uh, the audience there is just eating it up like they loved it. And I guess this was actually part of a 10-part series of kung fu movies. And so that's obviously why you get this, this group out to the theater. Um, but this was among the, the one that they were looking forward to the most because it was one of the most famous. So kind of immediately that was a really great environment to see this in. So maybe my opinion of it is a little bit skewed by that. Um, and then they even had a guy come on stage and introduce it. And it was like really, really good environment there. The movie itself, I would describe the opening scene as a punch in the face that just keeps punching you in the face for another two hours. Um, they really like, I 100% understand why this movie is on all those lists of being the top 10 fight slash action slash Kung Fu movies of all time. Um, there's really nonstop action throughout. I don't like, it could have been an hour or three hours and I wouldn't have noticed because the pace never lets up. Um, one of the things I really appreciated about it was usually in a, in a movie like this, you get your basic exposition scene just enough to care about the characters so that you can get to the next fight scene where you know they do all the fighting and all the all the good stuff that they want to do in this movie the exposition scenes are also fight scenes so an example of this is our main character uh meets a farmer in the woods and instead of talking to him and figuring it out they just immediately start fighting and then the the story of who they are gets told in the fight scene themselves like slowly the, the farmer sees that he has a specific type of staff with a specific ribbon. He's like, oh, you're this person. But obviously the fight scene doesn't end there. They keep fighting. And so the story itself gets told through the fighting. And so you never really have to slow down. You can just have people beat, beat each other up for a solid hour and a half, two hours long. Um, it actually probably took me about half an hour into the movie to figure out who I was supposed to be cheering for. Uh, because it was a little vague. Um, this one actually wasn't dubbed in English. It was actually subtitled and in the original Cantonese. 
um, which I thought was a little bit better because you can hear a little bit more about what the actors are saying and kind of hear the emotion behind it. Um, but <laughs> really not necessary um, because, again, so much of this is told through the choreography and the fight styles, uh, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, and this was the first of the movies from Sh the Shaw Brothers production studio that I ever saw. Um, I think I'm going to try to watch more of them if I can find copies of them because uh, the trailers that I watched before the movies were uh, very much the same thing as well. And so what I saw with this, I'm kind of expecting to see with other movies as well. The movie itself, I don't know how much I can actually speak about what the movie's about because, again, there's so much just fighting. Uh, the one thing I will mention is the main character, uh, whose name I will not try to pronounce, um, I think would be most famous to you as Pai Mei in the Kill Bill series. Um, obviously a much younger version of him, but one thing I actually noticed while kind of reading up on this movie that he was actually only 50 years old in Kill Bill. Um, so he wasn't actually that old to begin with. Um, but he himself, really great fighting style, really great action guy. Um, and there's another cast of probably about six or seven guys who can equal him as well. So my recommendation on this one if you have enjoyed ever any action movie, any kung fu movie, don't read up about this. Don't watch a trailer. Just locate a copy of it if you can and just watch it. Uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed in any way. Uh, it's an extremely entertaining movie and well worth the eight-year wait it took me to finally watch that. Uh, so again, that's Eight Diagram Pole Fighter. Uh, links for all these will be uh, in the description here as well. Uh, last movie I want to talk about, and this is a little bit of a departure from the other ones, is Reign of the Supermen. So Reign of the Supermen is the most recent movie in the ongoing DC animated film universe. Um, and for those of you who don't know much about these movies, they've been going on for probably a solid 15 years. Um, so a, more successful than the DCEU, I can say that much. Um, even though Again, they're, they're animated. There's a little bit of them for kids, but they're not like G-rated. They're usually sometimes in the PG-13 range. Um, I appreciate them as a superhero fan and self-admittedly a DC fanboy. Um, so I've been paying attention to these. I have kind of tempered expectations when I go into them because they're, they're usually not amazing. But what I appreciate about them is that they're trying the types of stories that people just won't even try to get away with in superhero movies like the live action ones these days. Um, and for as much as people think that we're getting into maybe a bit of the weird uh, type of storylines and characters in the, the, you know, the more successful Marvel movies, um, we're really nowhere near the, the potential of some of the comic storylines. And so even if it's not super well executed, even if it's still for kids, uh, I still like, watching these movies I, I think they are interesting at times um this one in particular is directed by a guy named sam Liu, who i would describe as probably the second level or second tier director when it comes to the dc animated universe um there's another director who kind of takes on what has been some of their more successful movies in that franchise such as the flashpoint paradox um but this guy he, he's usually been some of like the I would almost consider him a backup director but the ones that he's been doing lately have been in my opinion much better um, I've spoken in the past about Suicide Squad Hell to Pay as being a really interesting storyline uh, he also did uh, Gotham by Gaslight which was a Jack the Ripper Batman movie 
Um, so it, it was enough to get me interested that I wanted to check it out. Uh, it's a very light and easy to watch type movie, um, as they usually are. Um, this one specifically follows the post Superman death storyline that happens in the DC comics, uh, where if you're familiar with, uh, Superman dies from the hand of doomsday and then four potential Superman come to replace him. Um, each of them who aren't super legit. Um, so you have kind of a, a boy Superman who is actually a genetically modified slash created individual from Lex Luthor. Uh, you have cyborg Superman who is, you know, as it sounds like half human, half machine. You have a full on like actual robot Superman who is kind of swinging around a, a rocket powered hammer. Um, and then you have, I guess what I would describe as like a half Batman, half Superman character who looks like Superman, but has kind of the anger and vengeance of a Batman. And so in a Superman less world, uh, you have kind of these four individuals uh, kind of fighting to take his place and fighting to prove themselves as being the real Superman, uh, which in my opinion is just a really interesting concept that you can do a lot with because you talk about you know, what impact does a vigilante have on society and what do people really want to see. And so when you have these four people, you can cut away to conversations around what is the type of superhero they would want? What is the type of law and order and protection they would want when it comes to uh, four unique uh, different supermen um, and even just trying to put this into a live action movie to try to cast four different actors as superman and try to replace them um, the imagery alone i think is super interesting like i'd love to see that uh, i think we're unfortunately probably about 10 years away from seeing anything like that um, but it i think they do it justice they no pun intended um they do it justice in the sense that I think they treat each of these characters with respect that it feels like, yeah, I can see someone actually would think that they are in the right, that they are a superhero, um, even though that they have four different opinions of what that means. Um, they do have the Justice League in the movie, but they kind of shuffle them off into the corner because this is really about these four characters, none of which actually is Superman. Uh, but who is each kind of their own character that I think is, is interesting to follow along. Um, I don't know how faithful it is to the actual DC comics uh, of the story. I think with the Justice League being there, I think that in itself is a departure, um, but pretty well done. Um, I'm not going to oversell this as the most amazing superhero movie of all time. Like It is part of the, the animated universe. Um, it doesn't have the, the best production quality, uh, but we do have... Uh, Rain Wilson uh, voicing Lex Luthor. Uh, we do have Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern, which in my opinion is kind of the most perfect uh, character slash voice actor pairing you can have. Uh, and then you also got Ro Rosario Dawson in there as Wonder Woman. So you have some, some decently legit voice actors uh, in this movie uh, who actually bring some, some emotion to it um, as much as you can in an hour and a half kids superhero movie. Um, so I, I would recommend this to anyone who has kind of a, even a passing interest in superheroes. Um, if you've watched kind of the live action Marvel or DC movies and that interests you somewhat, um, even if you think that the live action movies are a bit generic and boring, like I would challenge you to watch one or two of the DC animated universe to see what the potential of a superhero movie could be. Um, again, I don't want to oversell this as being the perfect movie, but it's interesting. It's a good concept. Um, I think it's worth at least checking out at least once or twice. 
uh, one of these movies, I would also recommend Suicide Squad Hell to Pay that came out a couple years ago. Um, but again, I'll also give props to Sam Liu, who I kind of wrote off early into his kind of directing career, uh, but is doing some interesting things now. So uh, yeah, if you, if you have passing interest in superhero movies, check it out. If you don't like superhero movies, I probably wouldn't recommend this to you. Um, and it is more of the lighthearted spectrum as well. So there's three movies for you this month. Uh, Dragged Across Concrete, if you like old school cop movies. Uh, if you like suspense thrillers, uh, that's great for you. Uh, Eight Diagram Pole Fighter, if you like action movies or kung fu movies of any sort, highly recommend that movie. It's fantastic. Um, and then The Reign of the Superman, a little bit of a, a lighthearted superhero movie that uh, is maybe worth checking out if you only watch uh, a few superhero movies here and there. Uh, so I hope somebody out there can watch one or those or one or f two of those because uh, I think they're worth checking out. And if you do, let us know on on the Instagram or the Twitter, which uh, will be posted in the description. Uh, and if you have any movies you want me to check out for next month, uh, let me know. And hopefully I will be continuing these series on a monthly basis moving forward. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone.